Hey everybody, welcome to the Gene Pool Variety Hour. Your geek safe space. I'm Sean, the old nerd of the house. And I'm Connor, your millennial nerd of the house, also known as the Millenna Nerd. Join us as we review some random movies. Play games. Talk anything geek culture that catches our attention. And, and chase, chase a, a lot, lot of chickens. chickens. Hey everybody, welcome to uh, the episode 14 of the Gene Pool Variety Hours. What is up, my, my nerds? <laughs> yeah, you almost said something else. Which no, really I did not. Inappropriate. not. I did not. I am not that kind of boy. So, yeah, I don't know what's going on with our, our sound today, but we're having some major technical difficulty with the sound. I keep turning my mic down and it keeps staying super loud, so I don't know what's up with that. So, apologies, I guess I'll be doing a lot of editing <laughs> post-production. So, um, what are you doing? <laughs> doing the head bob. You look like a turkey. <laughs> or, or you look like a calf trying to drink some milk, if you know what I mean. <laughs> that's, that's wrong. That's, oh, that reminds me, I was listening to, I was listening to, um, Stephen and, and, and Smash It, Horseshoes and Hand Grenades, and, uh, over the Thanksgiving break, and they did something about, and she talked him into doing something, pretend like he was a cow with some salt, and and it ended up apparently looking very visually like he was doing something else, and she couldn't believe that she got him to do that, and uh, so yeah, so that's what that looked like to me was that you were doing the same thing. So uh, not that we were trying to copy giving, them, but that's exactly what it looked like. Giving someone a hand job or something like that? Uh, no. You got your head back. Anyway, I'm not. I, oh, the you, other kind of job. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, so anyway, um, so yeah, so so what have we been doing since last time? What have you been doing since last time? Um, let's see. I am I am officially registered for for classes at, at the local at the local technical college. Cool, cool, cool. Yep. Um, so that's good. I I start in in the spring. Okay. Um, let's see. I have been playing a lot of, I've been playing a lot of games. Um, well, what's new? What do you mean? What's new? <laughs> I'm just saying that's yeah. Always. Always. Play um, lots of games. um, let's see. I've been, th- I've been really taking advantage of this awesome, of this awesome, um, golden key glitch in, in Borderlands three. Um, I've got 20 golden keys, keys, um, that I can use constantly. And I, and I have over a hundred, gold level items in in my stash i don't know how because i was i've done the gold key glitch too i haven't played borderlands in a while because i've been in a destiny but um blasphemy yeah i know anyway um and i'm he and i don't get i don't get the i don't get the golden i don't get the legendary drops out of the chest that often Ah. i get occasionally i get some but not as much as as you apparently ah but do you ever get infinity pistols out of the out of that? that yes, I do. Shot? Actually, oh, I've damn. got one. Okay. Well, if you get any elemental infinity pistols, I will take them. I don't think that I don't think they have elemental. Yes, infinity they pistols. do because I've got one. It's just a lower level. They okay, do. So, so I told dude, you that before. Here, um, here's why why um I I keep I keep getting legendary stuff. It's because once you get to level fifty, you unlock the guardian ranks, and um and the um it's basically oh, the badass ranks. Right, right. And I think I've done that, and, right? Because I've started unlocking guardian ranks, how I thought. No, no, you, um, you, you only unlock guardian ranks once you once you get to, to your max level. I thought I had though with with um with Zane. 
Zane is not at max level. Anyway, doesn't matter. So, because I thought I'd started unlocking some of those Guardian ranks. But anyway, I, like well, I said, I haven't played in a while. So, well, anyway, him. Um, one of the options you can choose is the actual luck drop rate. Right, I know. And yep. um, and and then also with with mayhem, the higher the mayhem, the higher the chance of of you getting rarer drops. And right, then, right. And then also, um, I've got a relic that decreases my health, but but it increases my luck by seventy five percent. Right, right. Okay. Well, I mean, so so that's great. So uh, whenever we do some um, streaming, you first got you first got to get to. To level 50. fifty. I know, I know, I know. So anyway, okay. So just gaming and and getting ready for school in the in the spring semester. And getting ready to 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 visit my awesome awesome girlfriend and her family. I'm really excited for that. Okay. So yeah, he's going to Ohio next. Uh, actually, a this, week from yesterday. Yeah, Saturday. This Saturday. So for the holidays. I'm coming, baby. Okay. So anyway, um, I had to give her a shout out. You always give her a shout out I because she's that. that awesome. Okay, well, does do they even listen to the podcast? Yes, they do. I was about to say it's kind of kind of kind of a waste of, of bandwidth if we're giving shout outs to people that don't listen. They do listen. Nikki listens a lot. Okay, cool. That's cool. I'm just checking because uh, I was about to say if she doesn't, she should, right? Yeah, she should. It's called, it's called nepotism, anyway. <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyway, um, oh, man. anything else? Is that pretty much it? Dad, I don't leave a very eventful life. <laughs> I don't. Neither one of us do, actually. So, um yours um yours um has has at least the potential for events. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm an evoked potential. I have potential for events. Yes. I, I, I guess that's better than not having a potential for events. Which is what I have. Yes. What's 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 I mean, if if you have potential for events happening in your life but you don't do anything to potentiate those events. Is then that, is even that a any word? It, it is. I don't know if I use it right, but that's an actual <laughs> word. Um is that any better than not having a potential for events? I don't think so. I mean the life ends up being the same. That really kind of that kinda that, got into a weird. That's the weirdest kind of conversation. That was the weirdest chicken we've ever chased. Yeah. So I don't. That that oh, that was like a three-headed, four-eyed chicken, and that lays purple-spotted eggs. Yeah. Well. Anyway, it tastes like bacon for some reason. Okay. Well, moving on. So anyway, I guess. Really, the only thing I've been doing—I mean, just work and 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 uh, playing uh, Destiny and just Destiny. I've, I've he's gotten um, back into it, guys. He um he needs his sponsors. You know, something that I I was commenting to my friends that that play and have played for a long time today on on our Discord chat. You know, for someone who's played Destiny two since it came out, like some of my friends have done, and then they add Warmind, and then they add Forsaken, and they add you know Shadowkeep, and they add the seasons, and they just add stuff a little bit at a time. It's just you're adding things incrementally. If you're someone like me who just started playing Destiny 2 with the new light, you know, when it's free to play and added all that stuff and have all of it available to you all at one time, um, it is utterly and completely overwhelming because it's literally like, ooh, piece of candy, ooh, piece of candy, ooh, ooh piece of candy. <laughs> that there's Are just constantly about... something to do. And Was that James Woods from, from, from Family Guy? I don't know. I don't watch Family Guy. But I'm sure it was from Family Guy because the person <laughs> that I got it from is someone who watched Family Guy a lot. So I'm sure it was, but I don't watch Family Guy. It's awesome. Um, but it is. I mean, it's it's so much so that that I'm doing things that are apparently like you know 
after after game type activities, the bounties and the quests and all yeah. that. But then I jump in like the other day. I'm, I come in. I'm like, oh, I completely forgot. There's an actually a comp- campaign to be doing here. So I st- I did a, a couple of missions from the campaign, and then today I started a campaign for Warmine, which I guess is one of the expansions. So I'm kind of jumping into campaign and expansions and Shadowkeep expansion and after game activities with raids and all that. So I'm kind of all over the place and I feel completely overwhelmed. I'm sure I'm not being very efficient in my time, but uh, it's it's crazy. I don't know how it's almost like it's almost like, you know, someone who doesn't hasn't read comics their whole life trying to get into comics, you know? It's like I was talking to to, to Mitch one time, uh, one of my, one of my buddies who's knows a lot about comics, because I wanted to just kind of start and get used to Deadpool and start reading into Deadpool. And he's like, "Okay, well, which storyline do you want to read?" I'm like, "I just want to read the first, start at the first issue." He's like, "Well, which storyline?" I'm like, "What do you mean, which storyline? Isn't there just like..." One is he says no. There's several different storylines, and so there's issue ones of different storylines. I'm like, well, which one was the first? Well, it depends on what universe you're in. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't do it. It's too confusing. So I kind of feel that way with Destiny right now, just completely overwhelmed. I'm enjoying it. I'm having a great time, but just I feel like I'm just kind of wandering around like the madman, or kind of like the Kermit the Frog image, you know? Ah, with his hands flailing above. Ah! Yeah, I kind of feel like that. Uh, running around in Destiny. <laughs> I'm like, oh, let me do this. Oh, let me do this. I uh, probably should have done that first. Oh, I should not. So, anyway. So, Dad, that I is... guess it's a good problem to have, but uh, but anyway, it's uh, it's pleasantly overwhelming. Comfortably I... numb, so to speak. When I first got in, when I first got into Destiny, um, I didn't have a lot of friends to, um, to play with, so, so I, I basically just just played on my own and um and just on my own I was able to just get a modicum of, of good stuff oh, but no, then... I'm doing yeah I'm doing the same thing I'm doing the same thing I'm not, I mean I've I've gotten to play I got to play with Brandon uh, Friday night for a while and that was fun actually playing with people that I know and having conversations while we're playing that was good but yeah I'm basically just running around doing my own thing and I'm joining in public events when one happens when I'm running by and I'll get it I know but, but 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 um the reason why I, I enjoyed it so much was because I didn't have friends to, to almost to almost basically compete against to 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 get the good gear to get into the good rage. You right. Know? Well, I'm not. I'm and that you was my are pro- doing that. No, that was my problem with Destiny One. Now I'm so far behind them. I'm just playing to to catch up at some point. I'm not trying to catch up to them. So because my friends they don't raid that much. They do strikes. They'll do the some of the PvP stuff, Crucible, Iron Banner, and those kind of things. Um, and I mean, they do raids every now and then, but they're not those people that have to have a weekly raid like what's going on in Destiny 1, or at least not, not on the Xbox side. They may on the, on the PS4 side because they play both. But, uh, so I'm not, I'm not feeling that kind of pressure. I'm, I'm not about 918 now, like, light level. But you're feeling the pressure to catch up, right? I was at first when I was level 750 and they were having just started and they were level 960 yeah now i'm in the 900 so i'm not feeling as much of a push i'm I'm trying to get all the i'm trying to get exotics and do quests and stuff to get exotic stuff anyway so it's a great problem to have i I like the game and uh it's something that you can just kind of pick up and do a quick strike and be done so that's 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 okay with me anyway so that's kind of what i've been doing um oh and this kind of leads into our next thing i've been trying to catch up and get all of the uh, Star Wars movies 
uh, watched in order before Rise of yeah. Skywalker. I'm almost there. Yeah. Half, halfway there. So, so people, you guys can settle the debate that Connor and I are having. My feeling is clearly you should watch these in chronological order of storyline, and which would mean episodes one, two, and three, which are the prequels, um, and so, Solo, Rogue One, and then four, five, six, seven, and eight. Uh, and I know that you can add in the Clone War stuff in there. I'm not doing that. I don't have time for that. I'm just doing the movies. Uh, Connor started and did episodes four, five, and six first because they were made first. Yes. That doesn't make any sense to me because you're watching the story out of sequence. But in a way, and we all know know this about, about Star Wars, is that each trilogy, in a way... Is its own separate storyline. Um, it, it, it's all connected, but each trilogy is its own saga. Yeah, I mean, I see what you're saying, but if you're looking for a storyline to build to the climax of Episode Nine, you should watch them in order from the very beginning of the story to see how it all builds from little Anakin Skywalker all the way to the end with Kylo big Ren. Big bad Kylo Ren. Yeah. So anyway, well, he, so that's, he's, so, he's not the big bad. So anyway, so I've done one. I've big done one, emo. Yes. I've done one, two, and three, and I've done solo, and I keep trying to start Rogue One, but I start it so late I fall asleep. So I mean, I've seen it before, I've seen all of them, but I just want to watch it fresh. So that's my next one is Rogue One, and then four, five, and six will be easy to do. Seven, eight. I'll get all those done. Probably watch one a night here this week. Um. And, so and then most likely, yeah, I'm gonna ask. Ask Nikki and her family if they're interested in 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 binge watching the series, because yeah. um because her her dad he's got almost as he's got almost as much stuff as as freaking Netflix he's um he's got more stuff hard drive and, and on a personal server than um does than he Disney have plus right now does he have all the Star Wars stuff every single Star Wars movie good, made good then y'all can do I, I'm sure they would wouldn't mind doing it. One, anyway. two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight. Um, Clone, Clone Wars, Clone Wars series, Rogue One, Solo. Okay, okay, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Cool, cool. Gotcha. Um. Anyway, so I'm sure that we are not the only ones doing this. I know tons of people are doing this to get ready for the climb, the climax of the, of the whole storyline with the rise of Skywalker. I'll be interested to hear. Now, I've heard. You're driving me crazy over there, man. I'm trying to talk, and you're doing that. It's just facial expressions, guys, that he's doing. It's just driving me crazy. <laughs> so he just likes to torture me, apparently. But anyway, so, you know, I've, I've, I've seen some two. I haven't read them, but I saw the headlines of two, like, early reviews. And one person was talking about they were yelling, and they were jumping up, and they were screaming and crying at at the movie because it was so good and it was a great, you know, ending to the whole storyline. And then I saw someone else that talked about they used too many cultural references that they didn't use well or didn't use right and it messed things up. So I don't know. Um, I'm I don't have as a high as high of a standard as a lot of people do. Um, I didn't mind episode one, two and three when they when I watched them when they were in the theaters. Um, everybody else was just bagging on them so bad. Now, going back and watching them now, I'm seeing a lot more why. They're crap. They're not good. The acting is not good in them. Um, That's I mean, Obi-Wan's good. Qui-Gon's okay. Uh, uh, but even them, they're, they're kind of robotic. Padme is not good. I mean, none of the acting is good. Qui-Gon was only good, good because Liam Neeson is good. But even Liam, ne- I'm saying all the actors, Liam and 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 um, oh god, what's the guy that plays Obi Wan? Um, I'm drawing a blank. I, I I draw a blank on names. Faces I'm great with. I'm terrible with names. 
anyway, um, he's a good actor. What's her name? Padme. She's a good act actress, but they just weren't good in the movies. And the the guy that plays Anakin, I don't think he's good anyway. Um, I mean, Samuel L. Jackson was not good. Uh, none of them were. He kind of phoned it in, though. It felt like all of them kind of phoned it in, to be honest with you. Except for Yoda. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so <laughs> it's because he was programmed that way. Um, anyway, I, I, I thought that the acting was really bad, and the storylines were, were kind of yucky. And I, I found the storylines in episode one, two, and three pretty confusing. And, you know, the droid army and, and the clone army and who was behind who and who was behind what and who was driving what. It, to me, and after having, I felt confused by the storyline when I saw them in the movies, and I thought, well, man, in the theaters, maybe it's because they were, you know, a year or two apart. Well, I just watched them recently, you know, in the span of three or four days, and I'm like, no, that's still confusing to me. So maybe I'm just not smart. I don't know, because the, the storyline in episode that's one, two, and three. That's why I prefer four, five, six. Well, everybody does. I'm not saying that everybody prefers four, five, and six, that that doesn't prove anything. You're still watching them out of sequence. I don't care if they're good or, or bad. You're still watching them out of sequence. So you're not Why proving your point by saying you are. Why not just read the books? I don't like. I don't know because I don't because it's a whole lot easier to spend two hours watching a movie than it is spending eight or nine hours reading a book. Sorry. So that's there's that. That's for me. It's so much. It's so oh, books, much more worth books. it reading a book than uh, it is I'm watching a movie. I'm not saying it's not worth. Oh my goodness, he's not listening to me, people. He never listens to me. I'm not saying reading books is bad. I'm saying time. I don't have time to read eight or nine hours worth of nine books. I don't have that eighty-one hours to do that. It's the time. It's not the. Oh jeez, whatever. Eighty-one hours so, for you, maybe. So anyway, so that's where I'm at. And, and, of course, I'm about to start watching Rogue One. And out of all of them, Rogue One's my favorite. And that, and that was the thing that upset me the most was that uh, I'm going to go ahead and say, spoiler alert, surely you people have watched it, Rogue One. Everybody dies, right? So, And they were some of my favorite characters. Um, Especially the droid. The droid was absolutely – of course, it was Alan Tudyk doing, doing the voice of, of – um, uh, whatever his designation is, uh, to L designation, his his name, I do not remember. I I, again, I'm terrible with names. Don't look it up. Siri, oh. what's the name of the droid in Rogue One? Looks like you're watching Netflix, Lucifer. What? <laughs> Siri is so terrible. She is not good at anything. Okay, let me try that again. Siri, what the freak, Siri? <laughs> Case in point. Huh. Siri, what was the name of the robot in Rogue One the movie? Looks like you're watching Netflix, Lucifer. What the f <laughs> Okay, stop what is trying. Going on? <laughs> so so anyway, so he was good because Alan Tudyk did his did the voice for it. So anyway, so it's it's my favorite. I thought the acting was and it was pretty good. Some of the characters were kind of weird. But I did love the uh, the blind monk guy. Yeah, he was. I am with badass. the force, and the force is with me. I am with the force, and the force is with me. So, um, so yeah. So I'm looking forward to finishing blind that, and then getting back, and then the getting badass. back into the originals. You know, with um, you know, four, Mark five, and Hamill, six, and, and all those guys. Yeah, Hull, that was Harrison good. Ford. There was good acting in there. And there what there's was some the name? cheesy acting in there too. But what was the name name of, of Leia's actor again? I forgot. Carrie Fisher. Carrie Fisher. Yeah. Which is kind of cool because apparently, apparently, you know, 
I mean, of course, she died. Yeah, you she know, died. Um, and and but they had enough footage that they didn't use in episode seven and eight uh-huh. that actually fit with what they wanted to do with her in episode nine. That they were able to just use those scenes that they cut out of the other movies in episode nine as part of the storyline, which is really Booyah. cool. I'm really glad. It, so they didn't have to do any kind of weird CGI stuff with her or any of that kind of stuff. So that I thought that was really good. So anyway, so yes, I'm. So our next episode will be. We'll be recording either the 21st or 22nd, right after yep, uh, definitely. Rise of Skywalker comes out. So we will definitely be talking mostly about that in the next episode. Uh, and uh, probably we'll have a guest um, a guest co-host or my other one of my other sons who is decidedly not one of in, in the whole geek culture but absolutely loves Star Wars. So he might join in with us and, and give his uh, non-geek two cents worth. But, uh, so yeah, so I'm all about Star Wars right now. Mandalorian as well. I haven't watched episode five. It just came out. So What's I that scene? Um, um, I've been seeing this scene going around on TikTok. In, in Mandalorian? Yes. Okay. Of, of Baby Yoda using the Force to stop a giant friggin' rhino. Is, um, is that a thing? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that was like episode two. As a baby. Yeah. Uh, he used the... What the? Have you not seen? Have you not seen the meme? Have you not seen the memes, um, of of the Mandalorian with Baby Yoda in his spaceship, and he's touching Baby, the Baby Yoda keeps, keeps pressing the buttons, and how people are like playing different music with those. Oh yeah. God, that's hilarious! <laughs> so, and I also saw somebody also Baby seen, Yoda is the perfect meme material. I've also I've also seen a meme meme material with um Baby Yoda, you know, in his little his little robe, sitting in his yeah. little little crib looking thing. But it's it's the it's it's like somebody has morphed Baby Yoda with one of the gremlins after they've eaten after midnight. It says, you know, didn't he know not to feed Baby Yoda after midnight? Because <laughs> it looks it's perfect. Oh, so that's anyway, awesome. yeah. So so that show's good. Episode four, episode three was kind of I didn't like it as much. It seemed like it was kind of going down this really kind of tropey kind of direction. Episode four went a little bit different direction, but it was I don't know it was. It was a little. I, I didn't like it as much, although I did like that they introduced um, Gina Carano's character in there. Um, and I know people are going to bag her on not being a great actress, but she's an MMA fighter who is getting into acting. And I saw a great article with her about how happy she was that she was offered this article, offered this role, and that she doesn't fit your typical body type. Mm-hmm. You know, because she's a former MMA fighter, and she's like, I've always had big thighs. I've always been a huge, strong person. Um, and to actually get offered roles despite that uh, means a lot to her. It's a really touching uh, article, um, and and she I can also beat she can quick. also like beat the crap out of people. So that's that's an added bonus. Um, um, I've got a real quick question. Sure. So, so is is it actually confirmed that this little baby alien is actually a young Yoda? Is that is that no. fully confirmed? No, they're just, people are just calling it baby Yoda because they don't Same know species because they don't know what species Yoda is. So they're just saying Yoda because they don't know what species it is. Okay, because because when you think about it, um, it's not it's, a baby human. It's not a baby whatever. It's it's, it's you know because it's like saying baby Jabba. <laughs> first off, uh, uh, J- Jabba is a hut. <coughs> oh, I know, um, uh, uh, but I'm uh, saying it anyway. So anyway. that's why they're calling it baby Yoda because they don't know what it is. Because when you think about it, Yoda himself is actually hundreds of years old. That's been confirmed, right? If not thousands, yeah. Exactly. So, so. But he's so, dead. Exactly. But, but um, if um, if they're calling this thing Baby Yoda, 
what if um what if by some ha- um by some happenstance this this is actually is is actually before all this actually happened and mm-hmm. that is you know this Yoda. Is, the timeline is set Mandalorian is set after all that stuff okay yeah so anyway um I did not know that yeah so I gotta jump on episode five sometime today or tomorrow but uh, yeah we're we're pretty much focused on all the Star Wars stuff until Rise of Skywalker comes out I'm looking, <laughs> whatever um. So so anyway, uh, yeah, I, that's that's my Star Wars segment of the day because I don't have anything else to say, other than Episode One, Two, and Three clearly are are, are not very good. Going, you know, rewatching. Them. Panthapuru. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> um, oh come on, you know, you know what that what? is. But I think it's kind of funny, and I, and I didn't I didn't know I didn't notice this until I rewatched uh, Solo recently that Warwick Davis who plays Willow. Yeah. That there's kind of this thing yeah. where he's 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 kind of like the John Ratzenberger of the Star Wars movies. He's what do you in, mean? You know, John Ratzenberger has a voice in every Pixar movie. Yeah. You know, Warwick Davis is kind of becoming the John Ratzenberger of the Star Wars movies because he he was in he may have been in episodes one, two, and three. I can't remember somewhere. I do remember. But seeing he was him in he, he was in episode one. one. Sorry, he was in episode one. Um, but he was also in Solo as a completely different character. But he was in Solo as well. Um, and I don't remember if he's in Rogue One. I can't wait to watch that and see if he's in there. But I just think it's kind of funny that he kind of just pops up in these different movies. So um, the cute okay, little cameos. Yeah. So enough Star Wars. I know there can never be enough Star get, Wars. Did, I know there can never be enough. Don't you Star dare Wars. say that. enough for this episode. Fine. Okay. So last time we started doing the whole geek question of the day. The geek question right? of the day. So um, we still going to do that today. Well, duh. Okay, so what's the geek question of the day? All right. Oh, oh, and before, to give credit, we get our geek questions from geekquestioner.com or um, at geekquestioner on, on Twitter. Twitter. So we just kind of scroll through and find one that strikes our fancy. So what's the question? What um, what cinematic bar fight scene sticks out the most to you and why? Okay. So basically... He, what's um, your favorite bar scene in a movie? Okay, for me... Just cutting to cutting the chase. Bar fight scene, um, for me it is definitely he um it um it's either the first one in um in the Kingsman or 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 the one with a statesman in in Kingsman Two Golden Circle, because I mean I mean literally it's just, it's this one continuous long take little CGI done of just these two badass spies kicking the snot. Out um out of a bunch of drunken jackasses, sorry I do not. I, I'm That's okay. That. Just keep going. Um, I mean, I mean, let's see. I'm trying to remember the names. Um, I I'm terrible with names of okay. characters in movies. Anyway, but but I mean, I mean we we've got people using beer bottles as weapons. A, a, a person using a whip to, to to grab a knife from out of thin air and then sling it into someone else. Pull it out and sling it into someone else. Just utter continuous badassery. That was pretty short. Yeah, that was pretty short. So, Sorry. my favorite would probably have to be the 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 first one from the the club in uh, John Wick, the first John Wick, because it starts in it kind of starts in the bathroom. If I remember, I was going to try to watch it before today. Uh, in the bathhouse, but it starts in the well, yeah, the bathhouse kind of club place. It starts there, and you know. Because if you guys remember, you know, the Russian mob guy talked to his son about how um, John Wick is Baba Yaga. 
you know, and he, he once, saw, once saw him kill somebody with a, with a pencil, with an effing pencil. Um, and if I remember correctly... You need to say it, you, you need to say it with a Russian accent. With, I bet I don't have a Russian accent. pencil. Okay. So... I don't do I, I I can't do voices. I'm sorry. I'm, you I'm can't boring. do voices. I do ones that I make up. I can't recreate. Exactly. I can't copy specific voices. So, um, and if I remember right, he beats somebody up in the bathroom and of the bathhouse, and I think kills him with a pen. I think. In, I think so. Or maybe that's in the second movie. Anyway, he does kill so. somebody else with with a pen, but in, in may not. But he kills somebody in the bathroom there, and then he just kind of goes through. And the the thing that I like about the John Wick fight scenes all of them and all the movies they're just so well choreographed you know and the thing that a lot of people don't realize is the reason why and i saw an article about this the reason why the john wick fight scenes are so good or the fight scenes that keanu reeves is in are so good is because most action action actors you know action movie actors they say can remember about three to four moves in a sequence Mm -hmm. you know when they're doing a fight so they, they they do the three or four and then they go cut and then they learn the next three, three or four moves, and they so so it's really you know a lot of cuts and edits in the fight scenes. Yeah. Keanu Reeves can remember about thirteen or fourteen moves at once. That's awesome. And so they can just kind of basically film for a long time, and it just so it makes for a much more fluid fight scene than uh, than most other action heroes. So that's really cool, and I and I just love, <laughs> I just love how they they stayed true to kind of the assassin mafia hit type approach, you know, two shots to the chest and one to the head. Uh, and he, if you ever notice in those fight scenes, no matter how much he's beating people up, they always end up with a shot to the head, <laughs> every single one of them. So, it, you know, no matter what he's doing. So I, I like all the John Wick fight scenes cause they're just so cool. But I think the, I think that first really big one in the club and, and the bathhouse and all that stuff, I thought that was, that was probably my favorite cause that was the first one you just, where you just went, Whoa! Now this did, guy I, knows what he's doing, and I have I have two others. One is an honorable mention, and another one is one that maybe should be my number one that I just now thought about. Roadhouse. Well, Roadhouse. Ro- the Roadhouse fights are um, my honorable mention because I just watched that movie again last night just because I was thinking about those fights. Which one? Well, probably the, I can't remember. Probably the second or third one. Because there's 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 two spots. I think it's the second one where the guy's being a jerk. He's got the girl dancing on the table, and he grabs him and he smashes his head into the table, and it's so quick. You know, the table smashes and his head's his nose is all busted. But there's a couple of a couple of moves and a couple of those fight scenes that are just so abrupt and so fast that you're just like, ouch! It's like when he slams the guy's head on the table, and then there's another fight where he hits the guy with his elbow across the chin. And it's just jarring the way he hits him, and it just happens so fast. You just see him in one position. The next position, you see him with his elbow all the way across and knock the guy's head clean off almost. And you didn't hardly even see him move. He moved so fast. So that was kind of cool. No, probably my favorite fight scene. Yeah. But it's not It's not a movie. It's a TV show. Huh. Marvel TV show. Mm. Come on. You thinking? Mm. From the Netflix Marvel series, which one you thinking I'm thinking about? Jessica Jones? No. No, she was just like a brawler. No, no. That's only Marvel. First season of of Daredevil. I haven't seen Daredevil, Dad. Oh, oh, oh what? <laughs> I love that reaction. 
But no, I've never seen Daredevil. Episode, I believe it's episode six in season one. Okay. It's one fight scene, him in a hallway fighting all these different people, and it's one shot. Oh, that one I saw. That, that one. scene I saw. That one is one single shot, one long shot. Um, that one. And it's just, I mean, you can tell he just gets exhausted. Not only the character gets exhausted, but the, the actor, too, because it's constantly moving, and you can just kind of tell the energy level is kind of winding down towards the end just because it's so exhausting. So that one is... So those are probably my favorites. Cool. Absolutely my favorites. So uh, for just a normal bar brawl kind of thing, the Roadhouse, for just the amazing fight sequences, John Wick and Daredevil Season 1, um, definitely. Okay, so you can put... 20-sided no, dice look, in between your fingers. Look look at the colors. See? Okay, they're yellow and orange and red. No. I can't... Yellow yellow and black mixed together, and then black. Okay. Well, the well, perfect transition. So anyway, so he's over here playing with dice in between his fingers, and he's all excited about that. So, okay. It's the color transition that, uh, that I those find are, cool. That's your own little personal chicken you had going on over there. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> it is. is it, um, and, um, and, and the chicken's name is Clem. His name is Clem. Clem the chicken. Yep. Is that is that our mascot's name, Clem? In the in in our. It should logo? be. It should. No 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 wait no wait no. Chucky wait. the chicken, and it's got to have some wait alliteration. Got to have some alliteration going on. Oh, let's see. Chester the chicken. No wait, I, I got it. Um, Dovakin. No, we're not going to name our chicken Dovakin. No no. Chicken Dovakin. No. You know, oh, be. Yeah, you gotta have some alliteration in there. We gotta have that ch 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 in there. Okay, fine then. Uh, <laughs> why why are we wasting time when you say you got to get ready to go to work? <laughs> we're talking about what we're gonna name our fake chicken that's on our logo. It's worth it. That's why. Oh, I'm sure that these people that are listening are riveted by this discussion right now. Of course they are, because it's funny as heck. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay, look. Uh, so we'll come up with a name. If y'all want to tell us what you want to name the chicken, you can name the chicken. I don't care. Um, but we're moving on. Tweet us your suggestions. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so I guess that's our geek question. We have a couple of other geek questions that we want to do. We'll add those in later episodes. But uh, if you have, if you guys have a geek question you'd like us to answer, send it to us on Twitter. And we'll we'll do that instead. And, and so instead of using Geek Questioner, we'll just have audience submissions of Geek Questions. And we'll go from there. So consider that. Send it along. And we'll we'll talk to, about that next time. Um, so I guess... We should just do our Roll for Credits, right? It's, so now it's time for... Roll for Credits. Okay, and so for this this edition's uh, um, this edition's we... this episode's version or episode, what am I trying to say? This episode's entry, this episode's what? I have no idea what you're saying. You lost me, dude. You for this you got... episode's rolling for credits. Roll for credits. Roll Stop for saying cre- it wrong. Dead coming. Dead coming. Keep on saying it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> roll for credits. There's really no right or wrong. We're just making this crap up as we go anyway. It's called roll for credits. Okay. So for this this episode's entry of roll for credits, roll. thank you. Uh, is the 2017 movie uh, called Prodigy. Now, before we get into it, um, if you guys listened to last episode, uh, you're like, wait a minute, you guys said you were going to do uh, range, range 15. 15, and I think I mentioned in that last one that 
you know, we kind of have certain standards that we try not to cross with the, with our movies. Um, and Range 15 clearly crossed that boundary real fast. I mean, within the first 30 minutes, I mean, there there was a guy that had his his manhood had stuck, his penis um, stuck inside of a sex doll full of epoxy because he accidentally lubricated it with epoxy, epoxy. instead of lubricant. Um, let's see. There. Then we had a guy ha- that got yanked into a bar by a zombie, and when they went in to try to save him, he ended up he was having sex with the this with hot the this hot zombie chick on the bar. Yeah. And then another guy was taking a leak, and it the showed zomb- him with it whipped out. Of course, it was fake, but had it ripped out, uh, you know, whipped out, and then Mini Me. Yes, that Mini Me from um, Austin Powers. I actually, I actually now. Now that I look at it again, I don't think it, it was, was him. Any... It was him, Connor, because he's in the credits. Didn't that him. guy die though? No, he didn't die. No, who? No. Anyway, so it's Mini Me from um, from Austin Powers. Yeah, but it's mini, It's a Mini Me zombie rips the guy's penis off. I'm not kidding you. And of course, blood's flying everywhere, exagger- exaggeratedly. Um, and then Mini Me comes back with the guy's penis and tries to force feed it to him. So tries to make the guy give himself one, and and at that point we a just BJ. went. At that point we just went. Yeah, no, no, no. So well, let's see. We're, we we moved on then, from that. So yeah. Um. I mean that, and then every single other line was um. The F bomb. Every. I mean, yeah. You couldn't. They couldn't. And I'm somewhat used to that kind of language because of where I work. Because I work with special. I work in the military with special special operations. And all these guys in this movie are former special operations veterans. So just imagine if you get a bunch of special operations veterans around and say, hey, let's make a movie. This is what it's going to turn out like. But it's just, it was it went way beyond what we feel comfortable talking about. So we're just kind of giving you an idea of why we stopped. So we didn't even finish watching the movie um, and moved on. So we, <laughs> we retreated, oh. circled the wagons, re-rolled, and came up with this movie. Real quick, real quick. Oh, yeah, yeah. Even Deadpool would have gawked at this movie, because I mean, Deadpool was pretty inappropriate too. But it, it's more like it was more like even though it's rated R, it was more like middle school potty sex humor, you know? Yeah. yeah. As opposed to this, just way over the top. So, so anyway, so we ended up landing on uh, a movie called Prodigy, Prodigy. Uh, from 2017, and the little tagline is: a psychologist engages in a dangerous. Excuse me, a psychologist in danger. Speak much? Jeez. Come on, um, Dad. A psychologist engages a dangerous young genius in a battle of wits, unaware of the supernatural power the girl possesses or that her life hangs in the balance. So that's the storyline. Um, it's only an hour and 20 minutes long. You could tell it was an indie, kind of sm- small budget movie. <laughs> and there's something funny about the small budget stuff I'll talk about later. Uh, very small budget. But I thought it was I thought it was actually pretty good. I thought it was actually pretty good. So I'll tell you a little bit about the, the storyline, okay? There's this guy, he's a psychologist, shows him at the beginning and he's it's flashback images of him and his wife and his daughter. And then it shows him playing chess by himself, with himself, and some lady comes up who he obviously knows she's some kind of agent. And they've hired him to do a, a psychological evaluation on someone that they have in custody. He comes in, and he he's a child psychologist. He works with children. He comes in, and there's all this weird, 
like over maximum security type stuff, military type uh, security. He comes in, they open the blind to this, you know, through the two-way mirror to look into the room, and it's a little nine-year-old redheaded girl with freckles in a straight jacket with her hands behind her, you know, tied behind her back, so to speak. And his job is to do an evaluation of her. She is a genius, but they're, they seem scared of her. And then he, then most of the movie is just him talking with her, in and out of the room, talking with her, trying to figure her out, and all the mind games that she plays because she's so brilliant, um, and him trying to get inside her head to figure out what's really going on. Yeah. Um, so that's generally the premise of the movie. So is there anything you wanted to add? We're not going to reveal the supernatural powers at B? I mean... Should we? No, I mean, she has some kind of supernatural powers. I'll leave it at that. Um, and it This crea- girl is basically he, um, a nine-year-old Hannibal Lecter. In a lot of ways. Hannibal Lecter, if Hannibal Lecter had supernatural powers, which he doesn't. He was just a creepy, smart serial killer. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, really, the the issues is they've got her uh, there, and they kind of have her locked down because of these supernatural powers that she has. And she's killed her mother, and he, he the psychologist doesn't know that until he gets there and he's talking to her, and she reveals that to him. Uh, and they're trying to figure out is she dangerous or not because they're planning on cutting her open. They're and they're playing yeah they're planning on sacrificing her basically like you would in some kind of neuro, neurology lab to study her brain. Um, and the only way they're going to stop that is if he proves that there's some humanity left in her and she's not just some smart, supernatural being kind of thing. Amusing. And so the whole so the whole movie is really them having this battle of wits back and forth and him trying to break down her walls and figure out what's really going on. Oh, yeah. For those of you guys who have seen The Silence of the Lambs and you saw those scenes with Clarice... The mask and, 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 that. and Hannibal Lecter, um, and you saw those conversations that they had back and forth. How it was just like this constant little battle of wits, and how he spoke at a different level and, and almost in puzzles because he was so smart that she, and she had to figure out what he was referring to and the hints that he was giving. Well, this was the same thing, except it was a nine-year-old girl that was in that role. And out of all and the actors, out of all job. the actors, she by far did the best job. I thought she, I thought she was fantastic. So. Um, it was it was really good. Some of the acting was not great. Some yeah. of the side characters, but the two main characters, the psychologist and her, were good. Yeah. I thought, and I thought they had a, a really good rapport back and forth. I just toot my own horn here. Being the psychologist, we're sitting there watching the movie, and I said, "Hey, this is what's going to happen," you know, <laughs> and I was right. Like so, I, I saw the signs before anybody else did. So I'm like, "Hey, maybe I actually know what I'm doing." <laughs> they um they also kept um kept me um, misdiagnosing her right hey sociopath psychopath <coughs> well <coughs> excuse me hold on yeah that was something that bugged me they kept referring to her as a sociopath um and if you guys remember when we were talking about the talking about Joker when I went off talking about Joker a couple episodes ago you know there's a difference and the difference between psych- psychopaths and sociopaths it's it can be kind of subtle for people that don't study and don't yeah. work with those. Um, and even me as a psychologist, sometimes I struggle with the difference. But, you know, you can kind of, you know, litmus test kind of thing, you know, thumbnail, um, or excuse me, rule of thumb. I'll eventually get the phrase right. And the rule of thumb is kind of like, you know, psycho- psychopaths are born that way. Sociopaths are created. You know, usually people who are more sociopathic, um, they're much more disorganized and much more chaotic and not planned out in their, thing, in, in their behavior. 
um, usually through years of abuse and those kind of things. Um, and, and, and psychopaths tend to be much more controlled and much more um, premeditated uh, in, in their approach. Neither one of them have very good attachments to people uh, or have a lot of empathy because they kind of just see people as objects to use. So they're similar in that ways, but just one is much more in control um, than the other. And so they kept referring to her as a sociopath, and um, clearly she's more on the psychopath side. Just like Joker was clearly more on the sociopath side than the psychopath side. So uh, why are we getting all these psychopaths and sociopaths? Connor's over here dancing, sitting on the edge of his bed. Uh, I have no idea why dancing I'm dancing. In place. Cause, you know, because the subject matter is so lighthearted and playful, right? Sociopaths and psychopaths, let's dance to that. Um, oh yeah. So it was. So that bugged me. But then, as but you know, my wife Kelly, who's a retired you know, PA, what are you? I'm sitting here talking about this kind of heavy topic, and you're over there dancing and singing. And what are you even singing? I don't even. I, I don't know what. <laughs> Boogie Wonderland. <laughs> Why in the ever-loving heck are you singing Boogie Wonderland and dancing as we're talking about a psychopathic, supernatural, genius little girl who killed her mother? What in there automatically triggered Boogie Oogie Oogie Oogie? I can't. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> I'm gonna keep it in. I'm just, I'm just, I'm sure that I'm sure I'm hurting your, I'm sure he's hurting your your ears, and I apologize for I'm that. I'm sorry. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> so we're just gonna shut down and go right back to the movie. If you think about it. Um, aren't I the psychopath for, for for doing that while we're talking about this? <laughs> no, you're not a psychopath at all. You're just kind of weird. Weirdo. Yeah, you're just weird. I'm psycho. So anyway, so he, he was fighting. He's fighting. When he found out that they were going to basically, he basically had a day to get inside this girl's head to try to find a way to save her from being sacrificed and, and basically euthanized and studied, it... it the pace picked up because he was really working hard and, and to do this. And she's constantly challenging him the whole time. And he sees through what she's doing. I mean, I'm not, if you want to go see it, like I said, it's an hour and 20 minutes long. That's it. So it's super, I mean, it's almost like just watching an episode or something. So you should give it a shot and watch it. If you, if you have Amazon prime, it's called, again, it's called prodigy. Um, so I don't want to give away a lot because I want you to kind of figure this stuff out yourself, but it was, it was well acted at least by the two main characters um, very small budget. It was basically the entire movie is basically set in that room and the observation room. There really there was a couple of outdoor scenes, you know, sitting at the park. But other than that, it was pretty much those two rooms, and that was it, right? Oh yeah, definitely. So um, it's really easy watch, uh, and for me, movies that get into the the psychological aspect of things they just fascinate me. So I was glued because I just wanted to watch and I wanted to figure it out. Oh, what I was going to say a while ago before Connor started his boogie-oogie stuff that completely sidetracked me was, you know, I was complaining about the whole psychopath-sociopath thing. Well, my wife, Kelly, who is a retired uh, PA um, who used to work in heart surgery for years, basically while I was in grad school, 
Uh, she says, you think you're having to deal with it. She says, think about all the medical shows we watch and how wrong they are all the time. So, you know, our eyes twitch often whenever we're watching television shows or movies because they get it wrong. And they got it wrong here in some of the I'm the same but... way when it comes to mythology. Eh, yeah, well, go with what you know, I guess, right? So, um, go see, go see it. I don't really want to, I, I guess it's kind of hard to talk about this movie because I don't want to give away stuff. You know, when I talked about Joker, everybody's seen Joker that wanted to see it. And some of the other movies were, were bad. We, we tend to go too long on the plot lines and I want to kind of cut that down yeah, so that they can actually go see the movie and discover it for themselves. But, uh, if you'd like, you know, stuff that's more on the psychological side and you like trying to figure out what's going on, um, it's pretty cool. But yeah, they did. They did copy a lot of the the Silence of the Lambs vibe, you know, in the conversations between Clarice and, and Hannibal here in these conversations between between oh God, between um, the Doctor Fonda and um, okay. So um, Connor's alarm went off or whatever that was. That was work. Um, yeah. Okay. So. Um, so he was Dr. Fonda, and what what was her name again? Uh, Allie. No. Well, uh, Ellie. 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 Eleanor. Yeah, Eleanor. Yeah. So so you got a lot of the similar kind of vibe. I mean, he's sitting there talking to her, you know, and she's in the straitjacket, just like Hannah was in the straitjacket when Clarice is talking. And then there's even a part where she is strapped into a, a, a like a dolly with her um, straitjacket on, her hands yeah. behind her back, um, with her the mask. big face mask on. Just like Hannibal Lecter, except hers happens to be black and his was white. So they really copied a lot of stuff there. And my wife was commenting. She said, "This is this is just like Firestarter. This is Firestarter." And I I have to admit, I never watched Firestarter. That that <gasps> Stephen King. You haven't either. Stop it. <laughs> so it, it was just something that never grabbed me to see. And I think I saw parts of it a long time ago, but never saw the whole thing. And look, apparently, you know, for you people that have seen uh, Firestarter. Um, there's a lot of similarities there as well in terms of supernatural powers and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, but again, you're not going to lose a lot of time if you go see it because, it's, like I said, it's just an hour and twenty minutes long. So give it a shot and, and see what you, see what you think about it. But the thing the thing that was so funny to me that really drove the point home at how cheaply this movie was made. Yeah. That when we're watching the credits and they're rolling, there were two people that had multiple jobs. They're like this one woman, and she did the hair, she did the makeup, she did the special effects makeup. So it was like all these credits, and it was all the same name. And then there was one, and it's this guy, and he was the boom. He was the best boy. He was the gaffer. He was something else, and he was the production driver. So he was basically the guy that just best drove boy. Around. Best. It's some movie kind of thing. I don't really know exactly what it is. It may be the one that holds the boom. You know, whatever. The boom guy. Yeah, but anyway. The point is, he had like four. But then, when we're watching, and it goes production design, okay, and it, and it starts listing all these people and all these organizations that are involved in production design uh, for the movie, and we're sitting there looking at it, and all of a sudden we see Amazon, Etsy, Home Depot, Goodwill. <laughs> they just said, "Yeah, we need some props. Somebody go to Goodwill and see if you can find something that can that can be a desk or whatever." So that just goes to show you how cheaply this thing was made. And their casting department, there were as many people in their casting department as there was cast. Literally. There they there was almost as many there were at least as many, if not more people in the casting department than there were people that were actually cast in the movie. So you know, small budget, indie kind of thing. But it was it was actually interesting. And 
it's good that we have streaming options like Amazon and Netflix now so we can get some of these things because you wouldn't get these. These would be the kind that of go straight to DVD or straight to straight to VHS back in the day that nobody would ever watch. But now they're super easy to just, oh, well, let's, that looks interesting. Let's pop that. Let's start that one. So um, as a matter of fact, my wife is watching um, some limited series downstairs on Netflix right now that oh, we saw last night. It's called Assimilation. Um, just because we ran across it and it looked interesting. So that's the cool thing about the streaming services that we have access to so many. It's kind of like Game Pass with games. You know, there's so many True. games that I'll play now with Game Pass because they're there. And it's already, I'm already, they're already paid for basically through the service. So, um, and I definitely, you know, things like Doom or whatever, I would never play six, pay $60 to play them, but I definitely would like to play them and earn those achievements and just kind of run through it really fast. So anyway, so the movie's uh, Prodigy. It's from 2017. It's on Amazon. Go give it a shot. Um, you lose an hour and 20 minutes of your life, and that's all. Um, I've definitely lost more hours of my life playing bad games before, so uh, it's not too bad of a thing. Um, so we probably need to figure out what our next movie is. Yeah, because we got to get going. Because you got to get to work. Yep. So, uh, all right, got to earn that money. <laughs> yeah, that. Okay, go. All right. So, so high Netflix, low Amazon. Right. Seven. Okay, so that would be Amazon. All right. So now let us figure out what's the genre. Nine. That would be fantasy. All right. And now to find out the actual number. All right, let's hope we get a good one. Come on now. 94. Ooh, man, we're going to be digging deep. All right, hold on. Okay, and 94 is, okay, Ink, (laughs) which is, um, it's on Amazon Prime, and it is a movie from 2009, and the tagline for it is, a mysterious creature known as Ink steals a child's soul in hopes of using it as a bargaining chip to join the Incubi. A group of supernatural beings responsible for creating nightmares. This should be interesting. What the freak? All right. Is it so, a horror? That's under fantasy. It's under fantasy and sci-fi. Actually, it's under both categories. What the heck? So, and it's and I I read somewhere it has something to do about a father a father and his love for his daughter or something like that. So I don't I, I don't know. So, um. So anyway, so that's that's going to be our be movie for next time. Uh, I, I I went ahead and checked. There's no nudity, bad stuff, or anything like that. So we're good there. So how did you check? Because it's, it's right here. You, you can kind of look under the parent stuff on IMDb. You can kind of look and oh, see. Okay. So so we're good. So this should should qualify as one that we can watch, and uh, we'll talk about that next time. But the main thing we'll be t- talking about next time is Star Wars: Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know why I had to do it so dramatic like that, but okay. Rise of Skywalker. So. And I, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I can't wait to find out if she's a Skywalker or not, you know, or what that's all about—the rise of Skywalker. Uh, maybe there's gonna be a baby. Maybe there's gonna be a baby Skywalker, a baby Luke. Where? Like there's a baby Yoda. How? How? Um... <laughs> little teeny, little tiny baby Luke. And a... I'm just kidding, Connor. But I mean, or maybe it's a baby, a baby Annie. Maybe Annie comes back. How would Anakin come back? That's the force, man. The f- that's not how the force works. 
You can't use the force you, to make babies. How do you know? How do you know how the force works? Because the force is um it's isn't even real. magic. It's, it's uh, not real. You're not real. I feel that way sometimes. <laughs> so thanks guys for listening to another episode of the Gene Pool Variety Hour. Uh, one of these days, I think I'm going to make some uh, patches or badges or something to give out for folks that, that actually listen. Achievement unlocked. There you go. Look, if you need to reach us before next time, though, we're not very hard to find. You can look for the podcast itself on uh, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Podbean, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. And guys, remember, we are desperate for validation here, so please leave us any kind of review and where you find us, okay? So uh, the podcast itself can be found on Twitter at GP Variety Hour, and I can be found uh, on Twitter and Mixer at HeadGamer and Head underscore Gamer on Twitch. And I can be found at Quillmeister on Twitter, Twitch, Mixer, TikTok, and now also MeWe. And that's also Meister spelled with an I-E, not E-I. So if you spell it wrong, you spell it right, guys. And uh, we'll co-stream on Mixer uh, as our schedules allow. Uh, so just stay tuned to the Gene Pool Twitter account for any kind of schedule postings, all right? So again, thanks for listening, and we'll see you guys next time on the Gene Pool Variety Hour. And remember, stay nerdy, my friends. Stay nerdy.